Uh, hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, August 17th. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's going to make that money. Might as well be us. And yesterday, oh boy, it was us all over the place. So um, this is a dumb, dumb place to start, but it's just, uh, it's a place to say, if you're building a lineup, remember what your motivations are. And for me, I was like, okay, I wanted to enter this UFC thing, but then I forgot before lock and I didn't enter any other competitions. And it turned out, I'm not sure this is the nuts or not, but it was a very good lineup. I beat like 150 people in this satellite and I should enter all the satellites I was normally entering, but I just gotten my like Iron Man credit or whatever, had all the tier credits. And I was like, what's my motivation? Why am I entering this? You're entering it to win goddamn money. Anyway, so it was a very frustrating decision I made to not enter the nut lineup anywhere else. And I mean, like, I guess ROI-wise, 1,000% or whatever, when you go from $0.25 cents to $25 is nice, but that's not what we're going for here. We're going for real money. I want to have at least 10 or 20 shots for this UFC thing. I, I love UFC. I hope the new contest simulator really helps. Uh, but yeah, you guys know, my, my take on the early take yesterday was spot on. Fade Maeda, stack Detroit, and I got to tell you, I'm so mad at Christian Walker. I'm so mad at Christian Walker. I'm so, so mad at Christian Walker. If Christian Walker hadn't hit that garbage time last home run of his, this lineup was winning $300. So, and now honestly, it still wasn't even winning the $100 ticket, which is like my whole goal for the night. So, but it was winning 300 real dollars, man. And so, and then, and then Christian Walker hits that home run. And now he, not Riley Green, is the play of the night. And I'm all over, or play of the morning. Yeah, the night didn't go as well. Uh, we don't have any screenshots from the night for me, maybe for other people, but I was 60% on one of the wrong guys last night, so that didn't go well. Uh, but yeah, Sims, man. You know I'm playing the Sims. This is why I'm playing the Sims. Sims gave me the bankroll to mess around with other stuff yesterday and lose it right away. But uh, yeah, the the money from this early slate, I went and did like, was it 50 lineups for today's uh, golf? So wasn't going to do a serious uh, allocation this week, but got the extra money. So, hey, why not? Let's take a shot and see if we can sharpen up, see if the contest sims sharpens up that lineups at all. Um, okay, so yeah, we're going to look at, I have a little brag screen. So, you know, I did well on the early slate yesterday, but how well? Well, it looks like about 15th best out of everybody by actual ROI. So, that's nice of people in my contest. So, I was doing the the tiny 150 max or whatever. Um, and I only put in like 14 or, or actually maybe four for the early slates because I don't really think this is very valuable. But my point about ROI is when you enter fewer lineups, if you get your predictions right, you make the maximum ROI of everybody, including 150 maxers. Not a single 150 maxer did better than me last night or yesterday morning. So that's why I'm not 150 maxing all the time. And I don't think with the existence of contest sims, I don't think 150 maxing all the time makes sense. I think you need to look at, take it on a slate-by-slate -slate basis. And another thing that's important for now that we're taking it on a slate-by-slate -slate basis, value might change throughout the day, right? Like yesterday, man, I'm glad I knew about this. I, I didn't know for like a year or two. But so when you put a lineup in on DraftKings, until the contest fills, you can withdraw the lineup and get the money back and allocate it somewhere else. So yesterday I was going back and forth and back and forth between the late MLB showdown. I really liked the way that Dodgers game was looking. It was giving me a really high percentage. Um, and then, it, so I made a bad decision. It, it kept giving me a lot of can, can not captain. I was like, well, that's way too much can not captain. I mean, 1100% is great, but I don't, I, I can't be going all in on can captain. First at bat of the game, home run can. Anyway, <clears throat> so sometimes your gut leads you astray. But you, you still you still got to trust that fella in there because he's he's also what leads us to the, the promised land. 
I was on Haywood Highsmith that night as well. I mean, it's not just that BK talked about it. I was thinking about it. I looked up their, um, what's it called, their earlier matchups in the year, and both matchups earlier in the year, Haywood Highsmith played a significant role without significant foul. I mean, there was no Struess missing. There was no Hero missing. There was none of their guards missing, and Highsmith was still playing a lot. So anyway, that was not not just uh, other people. That was also the old gut. He still gets some credit for, for where we are. Okay, but you guys know the early slate went well. Let's look at the main slate. We own up to our mistakes, too. And you got to know Gaussman being 60% Gaussman completely ruined my night. Detmers, Gore, these were the plays that I still am not on Gore. I think too many people were on Gore. At his ownership, that was a complete 11%. I, I don't love it that those people got here. I was. I think I'm missing out on Clevenger is probably on me. I, I like Clevenger, and I didn't even notice he was on the slate, so that's on me. Uh, yeah, Snell hit. Nola probably should have been in the I, – I was way too restrictive yesterday with my uh, my, my pitcher – my pitchers even considered like these guys weren't even my pool of like uh sims so i you can't even blame the contest sims for the main slate yesterday that's on me i didn't give the pool like i didn't give the look of enough pitchers to the the, the, the little simulator so uh, i i restricted the face space to losing spaces yesterday so i take the credit did a bad job okay on to today um apologies for yesterday for the afternoon hopefully you didn't put literally all the money from the morning win into the afternoon. That's not how we do it. Okay, so here's how we're doing our prospecting now. I have, yeah, the early slate, we just got two pitchers, right? I don't think any other did. Was one more, yeah. Corbin was in consideration. He was in the pool. We didn't choose any of them because um, he's terrible. He's Corbin, I'm not going to. Also, I'm only doing four lineups on the main slate. Ooh, I haven't even sorted these by ROI yet. Excuse me, excuse me. Am I going to get some Corbin? The answer is no, I'm probably going to unclick Corbin, even if he's like how you make all the money. Okay. Thank goodness he is not how you make all the money because I really didn't want to do anything with Corbin. But so, okay, we're jamming Kirby and Sale on the morning slate. No surprises there. We're hoping none of these other randos gets there. Zerpa, I mean, I have to look it up and see if he's going to for sure pitch a full game. But that Seattle, we know the longtime watchers, we got one one statistic. We're, we're, we'll do better with statistics for other sports. I just feel like so much random stuff like that Christian Walker home run yesterday. The greatest late plans are just going to go so wild in baseball. But Seattle's way down here. Minnesota's way down here. And these are strikeouts per nine innings. These are the worst teams in baseball. Let me zoom in for you guys. Those of you who are watching, you may want to be able to see what I'm pointing out. 10 strikeouts per nine, 10 strikeouts per nine, 9.5 strikeouts per nine. There's nobody else that's as bad as these teams. So it's reasonable to target them, but... I don't know. I don't think I'm getting Zerpa in the player pool either way. Team stacks looks like a lot of Boston, a lot of Seattle. Yeah. So, you know, these are consistent stacks. That's what you would expect. I, I don't think I had it on. You can't choose anybody from the other teams, but it looks like that it did that every time anyway. So possibly I did have, no, probably just the ROI works out that way. Best case scenario is your, yeah. So we're going to Seattle and Boston and, and hoping it works out on the early slate. Cause I mean, look at these ROIs. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that. That's cool. Cool with me. Don't need anything more than that. Oh, you know, we're going to have to check back. These these ownerships are wrong, right? Zero percent is not going to work. So, yeah, that's what happened. We got to, so you got to check out with this, like uh, that happened with Canna on the main slate too. So, um, or on the showdown. That's why his his uh, return was outstate. Like it, something was wrong with the data and I did have to rerun it. It wasn't just that my gut about Canna was wrong. Because, yeah, these guys are not going to be 0% owned, so presumably that's leading to an ROI edge that's, like, incalculable. 
Um, so we're going to double check back later. Yeah, you need to build closer to lock. This is 11.10, my time, it's 8.45. We don't have these two teams yet. We're going to get a whole update and then an ownership update, right? You get the update of projections and then the update of ownership because the ownership thing has to run their background con contest sims, et cetera. But that's the play for the early slate, Boston, Seattle, and their pitchers. All right, uh, yeah, real controversial stand on the early slate. But hey, if that's going to make us money, I'm not going to do anything wild. If I have to do something wild, I'll do something wild. Okay, so I've already run the contest sim over here. Let's. So first we're going to go for just having, if I want to win the $100, what am I going to do? I'm going to play only Rich Hill, 100% Rich Hill. I'm going to, that's nuts to me. How can that possibly be true? But, okay, so I'm not going to do that. Am I? I mean, there's other pitchers, lots and lots of them. Okay, I, I can't understand what that could possibly be about. Um, don't know how they get to 100% Rich Hill. Is he super cheap? Oh, he's super cheap. Okay, so that must be what it is. The Rich Hill is unlock unlocking some of these. Yeah, yep, it's unlocking this Milwaukee. Well, can't be bad. Stack. It must be unlocking like Dodgers, Mets, Cleveland, the expensive parts of these stacks. But you're just leaving a ton of money on the table? What's going on here? We're, oh, we're paying up for a pitcher here. We're paying up for hitters here. Yeah, you should pay up anywhere. Okay. But anyway, you see, so my general point still stands about like um, satellites versus regular competitions. I made this in, uh, if you look at the big uh, big picture series number five video, uh, we talked about how satellites, it looks like by their contest structure, are just better ROI in addition to the, that we're trying to catch them with overlay. So because we can build lineups and only take ones that win most often among this set of lineups, if we do that consistently, we can attain a higher ROI than if we go over. And I mean, I, I still like playing GPPs too. I'm still going to do it even when it's a dumb 10K mini max, as long as there's a thousand dollars up top. I feel like a thousand dollars for doing this is fine. So I'll do it. Okay. So, and you see, look at the ROI now. Now our max lineup is below the min lineup for the SATI. So that's what I'm trying to say. I think the way that we're choosing our, oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, look, there it is. The 10K Minimax, 356, same lineup in the other SATI, 700. So you can just see it. It's for all of these lineups. It's going to be because, I mean, we just talked about the range is completely not overlapping. And so that's what I'm seeing across. And, and you can build in more contest types here and see them all in the, in the same card. So that's awesome for, for compare, comparing between contests. Uh, I'm still, I'm still you know, getting my learning, getting my feet wet. I'm obviously under no circumstances, going to wind up 100% Milwaukee tonight. I assume there is some sort of underlying data error that's making that why that we're getting them in every single lineup. Um, but yeah, this is something I definitely, let's see, pitchers. Okay, so for the main slate, pitchers, we are stuffing. Well, I'm definitely going to get some Lance Lynn, so I don't know why in the world we would have 0% Lance Lynn. What's our pool? Let's match our pool. Yeah, 30% match. Uh, 30% Lance Lynn is fine. Uh, I want 30% Gallon. We're stuffing Lynn. We're stuffing Hill. I am stuffing Hill. He's fine. And he, he's value. You know, let's be overweight, Hill. Um, Burns, yeah. I shouldn't be. Un yeah, we don't need that much Burns, though. You don't need to be 60%. See, yeah, this is where, like, the ROI sorting is how you want your lineup sorted 
but you still want to give them some sort of rational, you know, com you want a good sampling of face space in addition to a profitable sampling of face space, right? You don't just want the most profitable part of face space if that means you're way, 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 way overexposed to something, right? Just like with any financial instrument, like trading options or something. You don't just want a zillion of exactly one option because one time it made you infinity percent, right? I mean, you got to got to understand that you got lucky when you get lucky and poach and look for more luck, right? Like you make your own luck. So, uh, okay. So yeah, this is what I mean. This is more reasonable. I don't like Scooball. I don't like Xavion Curry. I left them. This is kind of my naive build where I see where's the value. Do I have to go to them to make any money at all on the slate? Because if so, I mean, I guess, I guess I maybe I'll go there, but I don't have to. And so, yeah, I'm still making 74% with a reasonable standard div without that. Glad to see Torkelson back. I'm always rooting for him. I like this Detroit stack that treated me so well yesterday. Let's see. Am I liking him way too much? Probably. Uh, yeah, a little too much. But you know, I'll take I'll take thirty on well, this kind of slate. It's pretty big. I'll take 40 percent of these really big stacks. I just don't want to be so so overweight on one game and then it's one zero and I'm completely dead. You know. So, well, I don't want to be overweight on the Mets either. So just giving you a general look at how the I'm, I'm not going to play these lineups in anything. This is just to show you my my process, how I'm calling things down. Yeah. So these are my stacks. San Diego and uh, Dodgers, I think, I guess, are not going to be profitable if they do hit. Um, so I'm going with Mets, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Detroit, pretty much. Well, I'm uncomfortable about these fades. We'll see if they are 100% fades by the end. But I'm guessing that just means that, yeah. If we were to include them, our ROI would go further down. And we're getting to the point where like already 15%, we're, we're going to expect some of these lineups not to cash, not, not going to um, have positive ROI, which is different from cash. You can see the ROI and cash rates are different parts there. All right, let's double check. I think I've said, yeah. So you can see currently fading some pretty big stacks here, although I don't think, yeah, only one of these is like top uh, run totals. So unless I, I find a reason to goose, yeah, okay, I guess we could go to um could go to the uh bullpens and see if we have any egregious bullpens here so our egregious bullpens let's reload okay so oakland kansas city washington and arizona oh, i'm skipping colorado because of obvious reasons oakland kansas city washington arizona none of them are here <laughs> okay it's a tiny slate so we're not gonna that i'm looking for second order effects now so in the case that whatever pitcher gets knocked out um, I don't think the second order effect taking into account the specific bullpen is as good. So I always goose the second order effect. I guess that's also just like trying to lean into something, trying to hit the ceiling with my projections more than the average, because I want it to be the average of something, but I don't want the average of all possible um, outcomes, right? Because I don't care if he loses, right? Like, I don't care if the guy has a crap game. I care about that distribution of maxes, which I think is also a Gaussian. So that's why I think it's still an average. And it still has a meaningful standard deviation. It's just that it's an average about the top. That's what I care about. And that's what I'm setting. And when we go back to basketball season, when we go to sports where we have, like, uh, you know, lengths of time, I will set it so the guys who are expected to play the same position, so they play 50 minutes in game. You need that because it's for sure one of the shooting guards shoots more. And yeah, you need to set a rule that says you don't choose both shooting guards, but that's easy. You can set that rule. And so, but you cannot project the average for people who have a bimodal distribution. That'll get you losing every time. So if for shooting guards, you want to average, you want to, to chase that top end and then say conditions to make sure you're not playing anyway. So you see the reason you shouldn't use an average projection. And the reason 
or like you shouldn't treat it like a real average if you have a bimodal distribution. You should treat the average as the um, projection that you're looking for in the case where the guy pays off. And then you control for like, you know that you've done that. And so you control for all the downstream effects of that in rules. So uh, completely not applicable to the slate, but if you're a longtime listener, hopefully you will get some value out of that statement. And it, also, if you're still watching at this point in the video, uh, you should like, comment, and subscribe. I haven't been saying that at all in the videos. I really appreciate you guys. It's like, I can't believe that like 10, 20 of you guys watching every day. You know, like a third of our subscribers tuned in every single day. It's great to, great to see you guys uh, in the chats. Um, yeah, I, I, you guys are very edifying. I'm surprised to find you out there. But I really enjoy, yeah, I enjoy this process. And I'm happy to bring you a positive uh, you know, less kind of uh, whining about bad beats because they're going to happen. I mean, this is a game of luck. And I mean, I couldn't play poker really because like it's just so many successive bad beats in a row or like you have to win 60%, 40%, 60%, 40% again and again. I just got to do that like once a night, you know, that's fine for me. <laughs> Taking that bet on my ADA, it paid off. Great. Done for the day, you know, or, oh, hey, what Highsmith? You hope it works. It did. Yay. You know, like that. Don't have to do that 10 more times to win. Okay. So let's see. Um, got some decent value, but not enough on either site. Well, well, I might be posting an underdog line because this, no, those are both Quintana lines. Okay. Can't play two lines from the same guy. Not enough. We got, oh, that's Quintana and Julio. Julio under against Zerpa. I don't know. I don't know enough about Zerpa to make that bet. Okay, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. And remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to make that money. Might as well be us. Yes.